Hello and welcome back to Shine Your Light. This is your host, Megan Wollever, and on Shine Your Light, we're helping you to shine your light by cultivating healthier boundaries in your life so your unique light can shine through. Today, our guest is Andrea Hyland. Andrea is an evolutionary woman. She is a business partner and co-author of the book Conscious Choices, An Evolutionary Woman's Guide to Life, which is a product of the evolutionary women's group that meets all over the country. Andrea is also a minister of spiritual peacemaking in the beloved community. She is an author and an inspirational speaker and currently travels around the United States the United States spending equal time on the West and East Coasts while she writes her next book, Open to Inspiration, A Mother's Healing Journey with Her Teenage Daughter. And she loves and teaches classes about Facebook. You've got a lot going on there, Andrea. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Yes, I do. Life is very rich, full, and I am grateful for that. So um, I'm interesting, interested in a, um, this piece of um, the new book that you're writing about, open, Opening the Inspiration and Your Mother's Healing Journey. What, what's that all about? Well, it is about, um, it, you know, it's interesting because when you write a book, it's constantly evolving. And when we talked, um, we've, we had a conversation a couple weeks ago. Um, I was headed in one direction, and now that I'm almost finished with the first draft and it'll be going into an editing process, um, it, it's taking on a different turn. Wow. So what it's really about is, what is it? It, it is a journey about open, opening to inspiration. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the moments in your life where you've had that aha moment where your heart opens, and you listen to your heart, and it begins to lead you in a direction that you're not thinking with your mind. Mm-hmm. And so the, where it, this led me was to tour around the country with my daughter and go to Jonas Brothers concerts. Jonas Brothers, that the boy band? They are the boy band. I, I actually consider them the Beatles of this generation. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's funny because uh, sometimes I'll hear people who are in their 50s or 60s go, no, no, they're not the Beatles. And I said, well, yeah, our parents said the same thing. Like, right. There was not a lot of validation initially with them. Um, but they're really touching and opening a lot of hearts in the world right now with their music and with the words in their music. So my daughter and I... Um, we're in a concert in March of 2008, and she had been asking me if we could go to uh, have a summer tour, go to like 10 concerts around the country. And my initial reaction was, well, maybe five, and it'll be within driving distance. We live on the East Coast, and there are lots of concerts in this area. And something in the concert just changed in a moment where they were singing the songs. They were singing a, a song that really opened my heart, and I realized that there was an adventure here for me along with her, and that it would be an individual journey and that it would be a mother-daughter journey. And it really began to heal my heart uh, because it had been two years since my husband had died from cancer. Mm. And I felt at the time that I was really doing a great job in my grieving process. And I, I say that sort of with that attitude because I thought, well, I saw a grief counselor, I journaled, I cried, I thought I was doing everything that I needed to do to grieve the loss of my husband. And it was through 
this process of traveling with my daughter that I realized that in our whole life lifetime we create we attract situations or we have experiences that are grieving and it could be anything from a boyfriend dumping you in high school or the loss of a part in a play and to the bigger things the loss of your health through an illness or the loss of a loved one that these are all experiences of grieving and that when you have an experience it actually brings up these different layers that are a part of you um, someone just recently told me that when you all of a sudden just cry out of nowhere and you think why am I crying about a son I lost 16 years ago which is another experience that I had I had a son who died 16 years ago why all of a sudden today there's no anniversary there's nothing connecting it and why the, that grief and she calls them grief bursts mm. where sometimes you just experience sadness or you experience joy for no reason mm-hmm. it just is mm-hmm. what it is so uh, back to my Jonas journey though we drove 10,000 miles and we went to 15 Jonas Brothers concerts and my book is about opening to the inspiration of the journey Wow. So what prompted that? Was it your your daughter just really loving the Jonas Brothers? or? Yeah, she really loved them. Um, she had asked at the two-year anniversary of my husband's death if we could go to a free concert in Philadelphia. And I was looking for anything to help her connect to life again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I said, sure, we'll drive up there. I'll sit in a line for six hours in a blue camping chair. I will sit through a thunderstorm. You know, it's like all these things happen that day. And when I saw my daughter begin to connect to life again, she was down there with the band, and I was up on, a, on the top of the pavilion looking down, and I saw her connecting. I, I was hooked. Uh-huh. I was like, when can we see them again? Right. She's so happy. She's She's talking with people. She wanted to be a part of life again. So really their music was a, was a healing experience for her. It was. It was. And I began to see that it was a healing experience for me. Mm. You know, some very, well, if you really listen to some of the music that is directed at a teenager, it, the words are actually things that are awakening anyone at different ages in their life. You know, um, this is real, this is me, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now, can really stir you as you're beginning a new journey and you go, yes, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be, and I'm going to open up to what this next experience is. Hmm. Well, we're going to cut to a commercial break, and then we'll come right back and continue to talk to Andrea about her journey with her daughter, and let's talk some about Facebook, Facebook and healthy boundaries. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Energy Talk Radio. Just by listening, you are a part of our collaboration to rid the world of hunger, thirst, and poverty. Energy Talk Radio produces and broadcasts inspirational shows helping listeners on the road to personal growth to become a part of the global transformation towards a new golden age. Energy Talk Radio is at the forefront of innovation, engaging in a conscious business model of helping people in need by directly supporting charities by donating 30% of their net profit to organizations that help eradicate hunger, educate children, and empower people, ending the cycle of extreme poverty and suffering. 
We hope you will join us in our endeavor shifting consciousness while making a difference with fun and inspirational talk shows on energytalkradio.com. Do you want to feel powerful and inspired by your life? Do you want to heal so that your past no longer dictates your future? Do you want to see and be seen as the magnificent being you truly are deep down inside or believe that you could be? This is Megan Wollever. My practice, Emerge Healing, helps you shift from feeling stuck to being struck by the magnificence of who you truly are. I am a teacher, a healer, and an evolutionary catalyst, and I offer programs, classes, and healings that activate the dormant potential inside of you. I've spent over 30 years studying and practicing healing in its various forms, and I have certification in over 20 different healing modalities, including hypnotherapy, energy healing, body work, coaching, intuitive guidance, and 22-strand DNA activations. Visit my website at EmergeHealing.com to learn more, and while you're there, sign up for my newsletter, Radiant Living, and receive tips, tools, and inspiration for living a magnificent life. Welcome back to Shine Your Light. This is your host, Megan Wollever, and today we're talking with Andrea Hyland, evolutionary woman. And we've been talking about her journey with her daughter. After her um, husband's passing away, uh, she and her daughter went on a odyssey of sorts. Yeah, across the uh, U.S. last year with the Jonas Brothers, and Andrea's in the process of writing a book about that and how you open to your inspiration. She also loves and teaches classes about Facebook. What's what's the deal with Facebook? <laughs> Facebook is a spiritual practice. That is a really new concept for me, but I like it. I know. I love I love that. That I, I believe that you coined that phrase with me. It was Facebook as a spiritual experience. Um, I got involved with Facebook about a year ago. Um, I'd had people asking me to join, and I really, for six months, had just said, why would I want to join Facebook? And so I, I just came in sort of checking it out, and I began to invite friends and learn the lingo, my Facebook friends and all. And what I found was this incredible way to meet people around the world and to connect with people in different ways. So what I found was, um, you know, we talked about healthy boundaries, having healthy boundaries mm-hmm. with Facebook, mm-hmm. that... Um, well, there are two things. One is to look for people who you want to connect with, and that could be with common interests. Um, I started asking people who were spiritual peacemakers to join in as friends. What's a spiritual peacemaker? Um, well, a spiritual peacemaker is someone who is committed to finding peace within themselves and looking for peace outside of themselves also. Uh, what I found was that the spiritual peacemakers tend to post things on their status line that are uh, quotes that are spiritual quotes or mm. um, maybe in the you know self-growth area, something inspirational, something to start your day off with inspiration. So that's a way of having a spiritual experience is that people really sharing themselves on their status lines, um, which is a, the status line, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, is a little place on your profile where you can basically tell people what you're doing or you can list um, spiritual quotation, any kind of quotation, actually, 
you can list something about your business. Uh, it's just anything. It's a place to express yourself in, I don't know, I think it's like 140 letters or less. You don't have a whole lot of room there. But then the other thing that I learned was there were times when I was saying yes to someone to be a friend, to be a Facebook friend, and I didn't really have any mutual friends, and I didn't really see anything in common. And then I didn't really even see anything of why I would want to connect with the person. I mean, right now there are over 200 million people on Facebook. Wow. And the Facebook limit for friends is 5,000. So I get to choose which 5,000 out of 200 million I would like to have on my friend list. It's not like, you know, there's only a few people, so you just have to say yes to everyone or you don't have any friends. There's so many people to choose from. What I also found was I was connecting with people who there may be something we had in common, like maybe we, um, I, I sell Shackley products, so I have a health and wellness business as one of my businesses, and I might find another Shackley distributor. And in that interaction, I would find out that we had opposite feelings about politics. We had different views about religion. And what I found was that by having something in common, that it was easier to open up to the things that we had that were different, and it was a place to listen to each other. And so that's, that was absolutely unexpected to me to have these kinds of spiritual experiences where we're actually connecting and accepting and, and wanting to understand the differences. So what I hear you saying is that <clears throat> part of what you're learning with Facebook is discernment of energies around people and what, how do I discern whether this person um, is going to be in my life or whether they will be sort of on the periphery of my life and it's based on their energy, it's based on their common interests. One of the things that I've noticed about Facebook as well is you can actually create something that's called a limited profile and you can have varying levels of your personal information available to different people. So you can create a limited profile which allows people to friend you, but they don't necessarily see everything that's going on in the more personal things in your life that maybe you would share with, you know, your your intimate circle of immediate friends. Mhm. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And and the other thing is that if you find that you have friended someone and then it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You know, to really trust your instincts around that, and you can unfriend them very easily. And there, what I love about it is there's not some big banner that goes out to the person saying, you have been rejected by Andrea Hyland. You know, it's, it's just, they're just removed from your list. Right. And if they notice, they might ask to be a friend again, um, and then you can, decide how you're going to handle that. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, it's really set up in a way to have good boundaries, and it's up to each of us to, to have that discernment. Yeah, it's the same thing with the, the limiting your profile. So I get requests because of my radio show and, and other work that I do um, from people that I've never met before. And they they want to friend me. And um, I love the idea of having um, this network of people, but I don't necessarily um, 
somebody who I've never met before, I don't necessarily want them to see every picture, every little tiny thing that's on my profile. So I've used my limited profile as a way to connect with people and say, yes, let's have a connection. And then also still have, um, still have a boundary around um, the things that are that are private in my life or the things that are only shared am, uh, amongst sort of an intimate group of friends. So um, the, the boundaries with that are really um, pretty empowering. And, and people that are on your limited profile don't necessarily know they're on your limited profile. It doesn't say you have limited information to this person. Mm-hmm. It just shows you what whatever you're willing to show. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice way to to practice that, and and also what I what I think is is really beautiful about the practice of online um, social networking, whether it's Facebook or the bazillion other programs that are out there, is the um, the universality of it. So there's this uh, there's this idea that you know each person on this planet could have this this profile, this this voice, this um, way of, of showing up and expressing themselves. And if we're doing that authentically, then there is there's a, uh, an authentic way for us to create a, an, an, a tangible or somewhat tangible through our computers um, experience of oneness consciousness or the, the concept that we are all one as a planet. And yet – um, because we're all one in this social network, and yet then we all have our own individual droplet, our own individual identity, our individual flavor within that within that community. And I've found that connecting on Facebook with people that I haven't talked to for years and that may be in a completely different walk of life um, than than where where my life ha- the the path my life has taken has actually been a really beautiful healing and unifying experience connecting with people that as you were talking about with with Shackley that may have very different viewpoints um, or a very different orientation around the world than than I have but um, but the but the sense of of um, knowing each other and being willing and open to hear and to just hold space literally a little space as a friend on my profile has brought uh, a greater degree of clarity and unity um, at least for me in in my life with a lot of with a lot of different paths that I have walked throughout my 37 some odd years of being here on this planet absolutely and what I found with um, the the one instance I was thinking about with Shackley is that we both have a passion for the environmentally safe cleaning products and we have a love for the planet, and it's really deep. And she and I just have this absolute connection. And that feeling of oneness opens us up to looking at the differences in a way because there's already this basis of love and this knowing that we are one. You know, we may not share those words, but that's the feeling that it is. Like, I know you, and you know me, and we have this passion. You know, I found it uh, when you were talking about the the old relationships or whatever. I had my first boyfriend from high school uh, for, became a friend of mine on Facebook, and it was really one of those moments where I I just thought, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this guy who dumped me in high school is reaching out to me, and he was just saying, you know, would I did, would I be a friend? And did I remember him? And I'm having a conversation sitting in my bed with my laptop, like, ah, 
yeah, I remember you. <laughs> How can I forget? You broke you my, broke heart. my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. And in that, in that asking me to be a friend, he had posted, I'm sorry about the way I treated you. I was young, but that's no excuse. No excuse. Would you please forgive me? Mm. And I thought, oh my word, it's like Facebook healing. Yeah, yeah. I've experienced that as well, and I think that is actually one of the more empowering aspects of the medium that um, you can connect with these people who maybe things didn't end quite so perfectly, <laughs> um, and or maybe you lost touch because of one person or the other not really being able to be a true friend. And um, I've had my own sort of healings around that, connecting with people that either um, I was hurt by or maybe I hurt and uh, able to befriend them again and embrace them again and feel the the joy of having them in my life again. Uh, it's it, it, in the release of whatever pain or or resentment that was that was held up and, and you know and that is that is one direction that the media can take. There are also experiences I've had where I have friended people from my past and they have actually posted not too nice things on my profile and I have found okay so that that um that energy is still not totally clear and and I need to decide you know how I want to engage with that how I want to um what boundary do I need to set around this do I need to dismiss them as a friend do I need to put them on my limited profile do I need to say something to them how do you how, you know how are we handling that those kinds of energies when we feel sort of attacked and this is a really interesting medium where you just sort of you can broadcast that attack, <laughs> broadcast mm-hmm. that all, all over the to anybody who who sees that. That mm-hmm. um, we can delete that, you know. and you can delete that as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because, okay, thank you for that feedback, universe. Yes, delete. <laughs> yes, delete, and um, and then look at all of the other wonderful people that you have in your life that have said all the fabulous things about you, mm-hmm. and say, I'm not going to let that one comment deter me. Mm-hmm. from being who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, when we talk about it being a spiritual experience, one of the beliefs that I have is that the universe, God, spirit, nature, gives me feedback on what needs to be healed mm. in my life. And so having that come, in a way, is like, okay, maybe there's something inside of me that is still that needs to heal. Because it's just feedback from right. the universe that we're all one, and um, these are this is a different way. This a spiritual experience, uh, I, and I even had today. I about twelve days ago decided that I was going to focus on my health and well-being for thirty days, and for some reason I decided I was going to post it as my status line, and just. Look at my health, or look at my well-being, or look at what I was attracted to, and you know I've done anything from saying um, drink water today, or take a walk and look at the roses, or that whatever my focus was going to be that day, go to a friend's yoga class. And today, as I was posting the eleventh day, and I was saying something like food is medicine. What do my physical? What does a cells in my physical body really want today for health, wealth, and rejuvenation. And someone uh, Facebooked me and said, uh, are you teaching a class because of all this information that I had been focusing on? 
And I thought, well, that's another piece of feedback from the universe. Here's the spiritual experience. How are people going to respond to your status line or your ideas or putting different pieces of yourself out in the world just to try on a different hat? The universe is sending you ideas. Yes. So we're going to cut to commercial, and we'll come back and continue to talk with Andrea Hyland. Tune in to The Power of the Possible with award-winning author and relationship expert Ariella McCarthy, cutting to the core of every issue and breaking apart many long-held beliefs that keep us from creating the life we claim we want but have been unable to create. Tune in each day at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Ariella explains, we are not here to save anyone. We are here to love, to heal ourselves, and to hold the light for others. And then the light will point the way. Tune in to Life Without Limitation with Mark and Daya, where we explore stories of miracles, wellness, prosperity, and enlightenment through sound meditation and transformational thought processes. The show is based on the teachings of spiritual teacher Dattatreya Shiva Baba, the YouTube guru, who inspired best-selling author Dr. Wayne Dyer to write Manifest Your Destiny. The show is hosted by Mark and Daya, who experienced miraculous recovery from HIV and AIDS over seven years ago and survived a major heart procedure without anesthesia through meditations taught to him by Dattatreya Shiva Baba. Experience a life without limitation here on Energy Talk Radio. Enrich yourself, mind, body, and spirit with products developed and handmade by the priestesses and priests of the Kindred of Shyendra. Wild Seed offers natural, botanical, and spiritual items. Visit us at www.mashiataloya.com or call us at 510-688-4262. That's www.mashiataloya.com or call us at 510-688-4262. Hi, I'm Kim Hess, your divorce guru. Are you considering or been through a divorce? Need some motivation, sympathy, or humor? Tune in to Divorce Guru to listen, share, and learn how to make your life better after divorce than it was before through information, motivation, and humor. Go to the schedule page to see when you can listen to Divorce Guru on energytalkradio.com. You can also visit me at www.kimhess.com and check out my national divorce column on theexaminer.com, search word Kim Hess. Remember to listen to Divorce Guru, turning challenges into triumphs. Have fun with talented musicians, wonderful artists, fun and loving folks who explore the spirituality of silliness. Come laugh with us on Monkey Minds. <laughs> You're listening to Energy Talk Radio, conscious radio for a new era of hope. Our inspirational and fun shows help you to enjoy a better day while shifting global consciousness. Our fun and inspirational talk shows will empower you, our listeners, sponsors, and hosts to experience the joy of creating a more peaceful,
peaceful, joyful, and beautiful world. 30% of our proceeds go to various charities we sponsor each month. This month, we're sponsoring the Tripora Foundation. For more information about the Tripora Foundation, please go to www.triporafoundation.org. That's Tripora, T-R-I-P-U-R-A, foundation.org. Thanks for listening. Please contact us with your favorite charitable organization by emailing us at info at energytalkradio.com. That's info at energytalkradio.com. Welcome back to Shine Your Light. This is your host, Megan Wollever, and today we're talking with Andrea Hyland, evolutionary woman, conscious choices, author, and spiritual peacemaker. And Andrea and I were talking a little bit earlier about her relationship with her daughter as they traveled around the the um, U.S. going to Jonas Brothers concerts. Last year, was it? And um, I had a question about that, Andrea. We were talking about healthy boundaries, and I'm just curious what it was like to be traveling around with your teenage daughter. What did you learn about mother-daughter boundaries? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I believe that when you have children, you learn a lot about yourself. And so on the journey, I was learning about my own boundaries and with her pushing up against me. But there were days where um, I absolutely loved and admired and learned from her and it was inspiring and there are days where I was irritated and I wondered why I had ever decided to do this <laughs> so it's like a real relationship mm. oh the the ups and downs of it um it, we are we approach life very differently and it, it would have been interesting to do this this tour with my oldest daughter who processes life in a very similar way than I that I do, but Hannah and I process things differently. My way is to create community in a way that's really um, like I'll talk with people in the grocery store. I'll tell them we're going on the trip, hand them my card, invite them to come along on the journey with us, find their email address, really just reach out to people in that way. Hannah has done that in a different way. She's really done it through the Internet, has met girls, has a very tight boundary around who she talks with and who she doesn't talk with. I'll talk about, I'll talk with anyone, any age, any, anything. But she wants her teenage group. And so it was about really respecting the differences and being able to learn from that. Um, a lot of the way that we communicated actually was by reading each other's blogs. Wow. And that was eye-opening to me. You know, when I, I'm 52, and when I was growing up, if my mother had come into my room to read my personal diary, that would have been such a violation of a boundary. Whereas Hannah is writing about very personal things and putting it out on the Internet for anyone to read. You know, right now her, her, uh, she has something on Blogspot, that's her, her blog. And right before we went on our trip, she decided that she would put a link on my website to link people to her website. So she has talked, both of us have been really open about talking about the good days and the bad days, 
while we are also respectful of each other's privacy, you know, really talking about it from our own individual experiences versus telling something on the other one um, that didn't relate. So it's it's been fascinating to watch her. And there was a point where I didn't really know how she was doing. She didn't want to talk about her feelings. Um, like I said, she had really withdrawn into herself after her dad died, wasn't connecting with the world, didn't really want to be with friends, and I was concerned. And when we went on the road and we were blogging, and I started to read her blogs, and I saw that one day she had, there was this one video that she captured at the concert with somebody falling, and for some reason that attracted a lot of, there were 100,000 people that saw that YouTube video, and then people started coming to her blog and asking her different questions. And there were just things like, what camera are you using? How many concerts are you going to? And she, in that moment of receiving so many emails and inquiries, she began to self-organize. Mm. And she wrote this whole posting about how she really appreciated them responding. There were too many questions to answer individually, but that she would take the the most frequently asked questions and put them in a blog, and then she went step-by-step and answered the questions for people. I had no idea she could do that. (laughs) How old is she? She she was 15 last summer. And so here I'm worrying because I don't see her in the world being like me, but that she, like her, is fantastic, you know, and that, that she was able to organize and set some boundaries with people uh, it, it was really a great thing. And then that came from her sort of own unique, authentic self and figuring yeah. that out for herself. Yes. Yeah. I remember when we were talking about this um, in another conversation, you telling me how your perception of what the journey with her was going to be like. You had this uh, this this concept of it being this this buddy, mother-daughter time, but that it, in, it ended up being really different than what you thought it would be. Well, in the beginning, we we decided to get tickets in different parts of the venue because she really wanted to be close to the band. And we decided strategically it would be easier to get one ticket close to the band than two. So we started off with that, but I really thought while we were in the car and in between that we would just be, (laughs) we would just be best friends and we would have this incredible healing of our relationship and and I had homeschooled her all of her life. So I've spent a lot of time with her over the years. And I felt when she was younger that we were, although really, no, if I look back on it, we really were never best friends. <laughs> That's my oldest daughter. But with Hannah, um, she just wanted to have her own independent life. And one day we were riding in the car and I was trying to figure out how to get closer. How could how would she share more with me? I wanted to hear her words. And I was listening to a Jack Canfield tape. And he was talking about when you want to improve a relationship with someone, ask them how you're doing on a scale of 1 to 10. And then wherever you are on that scale, ask them, well, what would it take for me to be a 10? Or what would it take for me to improve on, on this scaling? So I asked Hannah one day, how am I doing as a mother on a scale of 1 to 10? And she told me a 3. And I just, I looked at her, I thought, wow, it's a good thing that I have 
a strong self-concept of myself, some self-esteem here. And I said, okay, a three, well, what would it take to be a ten? And over about a 10 to 15-minute conversation that did end in laughter with the two of us, we came up with, she basically said, drive her to the concert, feed her, provide shelter, do not dance in her presence, do not sing. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, drive without speaking. (laughs) I am Andrea. I am a robot mother. (laughs) That's right. That's right. But, you know, we did. Uh, it did break the tension a little bit because it was a way for us to really acknowledge that, in truth, that's what she wanted from me. And then I got to decide how I wanted to have my journey, knowing that we were two months on this journey together. So I found ways of building community at the concerts and meeting people and having conversations and then hugging by the end of the night so I would get my hugs in. And then we would go on to the next part of the journey. And then there were moments where one of us would have an inspiration and we would come together. Like when we ended up in Oklahoma City as our first concert, I had this idea to call the radio station and see if they would like to interview us. And I thought, well, this would be great experience for my daughter to be on the radio. So she said, yeah, she wanted to do that. So I called and... They were interested in our story, a mother and daughter traveling around the United States, seeing all these Jonas Brothers concerts, and they had us come down and we had an interview. And so in that moment, we came together and then got back in the car and had our separate lives. (laughs) I'm really always inspired when I hear your your story of your travels together because it's such a beautiful illustration of the negotiation of boundaries with a beloved or with somebody that is is really um, close to us in our life and not necessarily – um, our our life partner, but is a is an intimate or is somebody that is that is um, close to us, a, a family relationship, and and you know what what you're talking about really illustrates to me how the negotiation of boundaries happen. You know, Hannah has a very specific idea of what she needs, and you know what you need, and somewhere in the middle, you guys have got to find the 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 middle ground on that that is going to to meet both of your needs in a in a in a positive way, and it's not about um, you know, in, in in your mothering of her, it's not about forcing her to give you what you want. It's about honoring, you know, where she's coming from and, and, and seeing that she isn't a carbon copy of you but is her own person and how is that uh, individual expression of who Hannah is um, going to be able to to mesh or to, to live with the individual expression of, of Andrea. So it's a, it's a very, um, I think it's a beautiful illustration of mother-daughter or parent-child boundaries. We're going to cut to commercial and we'll come back and continue to talk to Andrea Hyland, evolutionary woman. The studios of Energy Talk Radio are located in the heart of beautiful downtown San Francisco, a city where the residents enjoy the art of good living and striving for the balance of body, mind, and spirit. From the gold rush to the golden age, San Francisco is a city rich in diversity and a pioneering spirit towards progressive ideology. 
EnergyTalkRadio.com produces and broadcasts inspirational shows helping listeners on the road to personal growth to become a part of the global transformation towards a new golden age. Energy Talk Radio is at the forefront of innovation, engaging in a conscious business model of helping people in need, directly supporting charities which help eradicate hunger, educate children, and empower people, ending the cycle of extreme poverty and suffering. We hope you will join us in our endeavor, shifting consciousness while making a difference with fun and inspirational talk shows. Please tune in to listen to Life Without Limitation with Mike Michaud. Explore stories of miracles, wellness, prosperity, and enlightenment through sound meditation and transformational thought processes. The show is inspired by and based on the teachings of spiritual leader Dattatreya Shiva Baba, the YouTube guru who inspired best-selling author Dr. Wayne Dyer to write Manifest Your Destiny. The show is hosted by Mike Michaud, a student of Dattatreya Shiva Baba who experienced miraculous recovery from HIV and AIDS over seven years ago and survived a major heart procedure without anesthesia through meditations taught to him by Dattatreya Shiva Baba. Please visit our schedule page to learn when you can listen to Life Without Limitation with Mike Michaud. Do you want to feel powerful and inspired by your life? Do you want to heal so that your past no longer dictates your future? Do you want to see and be seen as the magnificent being you truly are deep down inside or believe that you could be? This is Megan Wollever. My practice, Emerge Healing, helps you shift from feeling stuck to being struck by the magnificence of who you truly are. I am a teacher, a healer, and an evolutionary catalyst, and I offer programs, classes, and healings that activate the dormant potential inside of you. I've spent over 30 years studying and practicing healing in its various forms. And I have certification in over 20 different healing modalities, including hypnotherapy, energy healing, body work, coaching, intuitive guidance, and 22-strand DNA activations. Visit my website at EmergeHealing.com to learn more. And while you're there, sign up for my newsletter, Radiant Living, and receive tips, tools, and inspiration for living a magnificent life. into happy hour with adam sandell for an hour of entertainment enlightenment and attitude adjustment join playwright lyricist and journalist adam sandell for a celebration of what makes us happy from pop culture to comedy exploring topics both trivial and profound for more information please visit our schedule page to find out when you can listen to happy hour with adam sandell Tune in to Coffee Meditations, a fun and entertaining program defining what being healthy really means and how to do that in our modern world. The focus is on how to take your health seriously, but not too seriously. Join us, leave your fields a flower. Join us, come and waste an hour. (laughs) Join us, come and waste an hour or two. <laughs> Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Can I have a double latte supreme? 
Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Non-fat milk, please. <laughs> Bismillah of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Welcome back to Shine Your Light. This is your host, Megan Wolliver, and we're talking with Andrea Hyland. We've been talking a lot about uh, a lot today about mother-daughter boundaries and boundaries with your, your children and your loved ones around you. Um, but I do want to talk uh, to you about uh, the upcoming tour that you're doing this summer. Last summer it was the Jonas Brothers. This summer it's Conscious Choices, an Evolutionary Woman's Guide to Life. What's that all about, Andrea? Well, Conscious Choices is a book that came out of an evolutionary women retreat in October 2007 when a woman stood up and voiced what had been happening in the room all weekend. And she said, I've got it. Here's the title of a book, An Evolutionary Woman's Guide to Life. The woman in front of her stood up and said, I'm a publisher and I will mentor and publish this book for you. And that is what happened. So So I became the midwife of the book. We put out the word to women. uh, It was an invitation to women who had attended evolutionary women retreats in the past. And there were 300, 300 women who had attended retreats. We put out the call. About 50 women responded to that call to write a 1,500 word personal story that wanted to emerge from them right now. Not the story that they thought they should write, but what was really bubbling up inside of them to share with women and men around the world. And that it ended up being 44 women who have stories in a book. So what is an evolutionary woman? An evolutionary woman, wow, that's a a good question. Um, You would think I've answered this quite a bit, considering my organization is Evolutionary Women. I believe it's a woman who is waking up to different parts of herself and who is really coming into her, her consciousness right now around discovering what unique gifts she has within her that she can offer to the world that can make a difference. And I believe that we're really at a time where we're encu- where women are being encouraged to express who they truly are. And that whether it's baking chocolate chip cookies for their neighborhood to nurture the hearts and souls or it's running for president, that each uniqueness that is coming forth from us is what is needed on the planet right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always reminded of um, <clears throat> the Evolutionary Women um, women's group was really inspired by Barbara Marks Hubbard, right, and her her teachings of conscious evolution and and um, what always resonates with me around the the story of conscious evolution is this this idea that we've been growing and evolving as a species for millions, maybe billions of years, sort of unconsciously, just sort of by um, the the randomness of 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 what happens to us in our, in our lives and and we're at this this pivotal point in in our in our growth as a species where 
not only are we conscious of ourselves, but we're conscious of our power to to affect change and um, the the ramifications of that power or the, and those choices. And um, and so for me, being an evolutionary woman is is saying I'm I'm going to be conscious about the choices that I make, and I'm going to be conscious about um, the world that I create and the life that I create. Um, and um, I'm going to take responsibility, total personal responsibility. Yeah, that's the 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 first one of the first steps that I, that I teach when when we talk about creating healthy boundaries is taking total personal responsibility for for your life. And um, to me, that's sort of at the heart, the core of being an evolutionary woman, which isn't just specific to women, right? We have evolutionary men as well. It's just... right. We we need the men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're just focusing on women because that's what. Our calling in this group has been is mm-hmm. to focus on women. Mm-hmm. But we absolutely appreciate men and really could not have put on a number of the retreats without the support from men, whether it was carrying cases of water into the retreat or just cheering us on yeah. to really fully stand in who we are. Yeah. That, we, absolutely. Those evolutionary women or those evolutionary men sort of make it possible in a lot of ways for us to to be evolutionary women and, and vice versa. You know, we make it we, we cheer each other on. So that seems to somehow in my head, I don't know why, be tying into the concept um, that we've talked before about uh, Ho'oponopono, which my understanding of it is the the it's an ancient Hawaiian healing technique technique for communities. So uh, I wanted to – I know that you practice this, Andrea, and I wanted to have you sort of touch in a little bit about what what is that like as we are looking at being evolutionary beings to, to, to use Ho'oponopono as a, as a healing technique? Well, one of the definitions of it is that it's a mental cleansing and that it's, um, it's family in, in which relationships are – family is setting relationships right through prayer. And when we're talking about setting it right, it's if you consider any sort of discourse or disease as really not being the truth of who we are, that that's what is to be healed there. So there's a very simple process, and it is about, in a, in a simple prayer, bring to mind someone that you would like to heal a situation with and have it come back into right alignment. And in that relationship, it could be a situation. It could be a situation. It could be some thoughts that you're having. It could be around a person. And as you're thinking about that, you say these four lines. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. And thank you. Mm. And each of those carries an energy of forgiveness. And the forgiveness, the way that I see it, is that something in me needs to be healed. Mm-hmm. And that when I heal that part within me, it actually heals my outer world. You mean like when that person wrote that nasty thing on my Facebook profile and maybe it was, in my interpretation, nasty, and in their interpretation it was not nasty at all? Yes, or they were actually serving you yeah. by posting this nasty thing so that you could say, oh, I didn't know that part of me inside wasn't healed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was healed. Okay, now that I've 
now they've given me that feedback, um, I'm going, you know, I'm going to heal that. And I, I found this a really simple way. And sometimes I'll just say the words, I love you, over and over again. And when I do that, I'm actually, in a sense, I don't always have my eyes closed because sometimes I'll do this while I'm driving. You know, someone cuts you off in traffic or something, mm. and it'll just be like, oh, I can't believe that person just cut. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. For some reason, I've drawn that to me. Mm. You know, maybe it was to wake me up so I wouldn't have a, a bigger accident down the road. Or maybe it's to wake me up to pay attention to something. To be conscious. It reminds me of um, the uh, Don Miguel Ruiz Four Agreements um, agreement, where it says, "Don't take anything personally." Mm-hmm. So if we're if we're getting upset about something, it, it actually doesn't have anything to do with the other person so much. It's it's what's uh, inside of us that's being upset. What because what might upset you might not upset me. Yes. So do you need the person in front of you? I mean, I'm sort of getting that, you know, the, whatever the situation or person is, it doesn't need to be right there in front of you to do this this technique. It's more of a self-reflective. It is a self-reflective, and it is it is a, a, a prayer-type process. Joe Vitale actually wrote a book called Zero Limits, and he wrote it about a psychiatrist. I think his name was Hugh Len, um, but it's in the book Zero Limits. And you can even Google search it and find little pieces of information about it. Um, but basically, the psychiatrist went was hired at a facility for patients who were criminally insane. And instead of having therapy sessions with them, what he did was he prayed over their charts. And through a series of years of praying over their charts and not really even uh, connecting with them individually, the patients began to get well to the point where they actually ended up closing the facility because there were no more patients. <laughs> so the power of prayer and that power of intention is this, I've found this to be, and this is an ancient technique. I mean, um, you know, just recently I was looking up more about it. Um, there's a Hawaiian healing technique of Huna. And it's a part of that also. Right. The Huna healing. Yes. The from the Hawaiian shamans. Mm-hmm. Hawaiian shamanism. Yes. Yeah. So and and Ho'oponopono is a part of that. Yeah. And we talked about, and I don't know if you got a chance to look this up, but we talked about Ho'oponopono in, um, in Hawaiian. Each word or each letter has within the... The, the letters that are used, like certain healing vibrations in, um, within the, the letters of the word. It's, um, I think, kind of like Hebrew. It's considered to be uh, the, the letters are, are incredibly powerful. Um, and so we had talked about, you know, just saying ho'oponopono mm-hmm. over and over again actually has encoded in that all of the energy of um, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I love you, thank you. Yes. Yes, it does, and it, it takes a little bit to be able to pronounce it. Po o po no po no. Right, it's kind I, of like it took me a while to like you know say it over and over again. All those ho- lovely Hawaiian names like Huma Huma Nuka Nuka Apawaa. <laughs> yes, yeah, no, that was good. That was good. I like the way you did that. Uh, but po o po no po no. You can really feel the vibration mm-hmm. if you 
can you know get to get the pronunciation down and to mm-hmm. say it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Ho'oponopono, ho'oponopono, ho'oponopono. You can begin to feel. Well, the O sound is is a very throat chakra um, oriented sound. We use the the U or the O when we do our chakra clearing meditation, and um, so uh, you, that that O is sort of the fullness and the openness of what you're creating when you're when you're doing that, making that sound. Mm-hmm. Well, Andrea, this has been such a delight for you um, to be on the show today to talk about um, the very personal journey with your your daughter and also the um, Conscious Choices and Evolutionary Woman's Guide to Life. If if people wanted to buy that book or find out more about um, the stories that are contained therein, how would they go about doing that? Um, <clears throat> there are a couple things. It is on Amazon.com. Uh, one of the things I'm encouraging people to do, though, is that if you're interested in it, to go to a local bookstore and to request that they order the book, that they can order it through the Ingram line, that if they just enter Conscious Choices, an Evolutionary Woman's Guide to Life, our, our local bookstores in Baltimore are all carrying the book now, and it's available around the country uh, in that way. Um, and if they go to evolutionarywomen.org, then um, there's a link there that takes you to Amazon and shows the cover of the book and all that. Perfect. And and there will be book tours. I know I'm, we're pulling one together here for um, the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, and you're on tour throughout the summer if they wanted to find out um, if there's a location near them. Is that on the Evolutionary Woman website as well? If they go to live a life worth celebrating.com. Mm-hmm. That's my website, and I'll be updating. I'm actually putting a whole new page in there, and I will um, be able to update that so so all that information will be there. And the other thing is that I'll have my schedule there. My daughter and I are actually going to be going to some Jonas Brothers concerts, and we'll be in Dallas June 19th. Um, I sold my house. I haven't talked with you about that, but I sold my house, and we're going to be home free for six months to a year, travel around the country, go to Jonas Brothers concerts, do book tours. So if anyone is in one of the cities that I'm going to be going to would like to host something at a coffee shop or a bookstore to have a book discussion, I'll be there, and I'll have my schedule on there within the next few weeks. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Andrea, for being with us today. If you'd like to learn more about Shine Your Light, visit Energy Talk Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about my practice, Emerge Healing, go to www.emergehealing.com. Namaste.